0: 1.37 p.m. live from the bar cart a look into the style culture strength and grind of the modern day man mario welcome to the 1.37 p.m. live from the bar cart podcast i'm your host brian anthony hernandez and you are a multi-platinum singer with the falsetto that can pierce anybody's heart and wow. you have a new album out right now that's doing just that. Welcome and congrats.
1: That was an amazing intro. Thank you. I've never actually heard that uh, I, I mean, your falsetto. I was Thank listening
0: you. to Drowning this morning. Um, yeah. Thank you, Thank you. Everyone's talking about this new album.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's been overwhelming. The response from the fans has been amazing. Uh, and I've, every, like, everybody has a favorite song. And, and that's, like, what you want as an artist. You want people to say, you know, from different walks of life, like, I like Mira or this record, Care For You, connected with me. Like, this is, you know, it's a dream come true.
0: Yeah, the album is called Dancing Shadows. And yeah. my favorite is Good Times. Um, I really yes. like motivational, upbeat, positive songs. Yeah. And also ballads, so I also gravitated toward Care For You. Yes. What are the stories behind both of those?
1: Good Times, um... Actually, there's like 15 versions of that, of that record. We were really, it started off with just like piano, um, not even piano, it was like uh, Rhodes and like guitar, um, more like laid back ballad. Then we had like a ADM version. Uh, then I was like, you know what? When I started working with, with, with Jake and he heard the record, Jake Gosling, uh, who executive produced the album, I went to London, he heard it, he's like, yo, let's strip it back and like make this you know a super soulful record but like in the chorus let's let's beef it up and give it that grungy vibe um and then my manager came to me and said what if we put like a soulful guitarist on it what about somebody like buddy guy so the guitar you hear on the record is actually buddy guy wow and uh yeah creatively it has all these different levels to it but conceptually i really you know going back to what you said it's the motivational record it is the you know the record when you're about to you know go to your job interview when you're waking up in the morning and you turn on the news and you see all this crazy stuff and you're like you know what i'm not gonna let this stress me out today good times are coming ain't no reason not to have a good time you know so i really just wanted to make a, a album and a record that uh was you know related to culture in a way that motivated people and gave them a taste of my aesthetic and the music i love as well
0: this album was nine years in the making um, since your fourth studio album came out in yeah. 2009, right? Yeah, two
1: thousand Yeah, 2009. Yeah. 10.
0: Yep. And I kind of want to put your career into perspective for everyone that's listening because um, you've been grinding since the early 2000s professionally. Yeah. And um, you had this song called Let Me Love You that by the end of the decade, Billboard ranked it as the number eight most successful single of the 2000s yeah. and put you on the list of artists of the decade for that. Decade. Yeah,
1: yeah that's huge that's really big really big you know um i think the timing of that record and and the people that were involved you know scott stores neo all of which you know and myself of course thank god all of which are you know in our own rights you know geniuses at what we do i feel like and um it was just uh, uh the timing of it where r&b was the resurgence and i feel like we're back at that again i feel like we're back in the space where r&b uh soul music is making a resurgence and in a way where it's experimental um it's culturally relevant you know so music is is a magical thing because it involves time but it more so involves inspir- experiences and right and time is the way that we calculate our experiences you know so there's a interesting relationship that time and music has together
0: mm mm-hmm. And let's, let's take it back while we're talking about the 2000s. Yeah. Um, what's, like, one memory from that era that kind of sticks out with you or maybe you learned a lesson from?
1: Yeah. I think going on tour with Destiny's Child, you know, after releasing my second album, um, that really catapulted me personally into the mind frame of what true artistry is, you know, leaving the studio, putting the album out, going on tour, being in front of thousands of people, you know, um in multiple different continents. That just changes your perspective of music, you know, and your relation to how music relates to um, people, right? And uh, I would say that was that was a pretty crazy time, you know, and then after that, going back to create the third album with a little more information, education on being an artist with the touring games like, how do you create an album, you know, uh, having a little bit more of a say in the creative direction. Um, so those times were like me kind of, really breaking in to be an artist.
0: Awesome. There's a lot that has changed in the music industry since, yeah, since for sure. then. Um while we're <laughs> talking yeah. about creating albums, yeah. what do you think has been the biggest shift in creating those albums in the 2000s to this one you just created in 2018?
1: The pressure you know, uh, the creative pressure, the, the having to remind yourself every day not to, like, focus on what's happening on social media and focus on what's happening in the outside world to really still keep the artistry and, and the and the process true to you. Um, you know, because as an artist, you I'll speak for myself as a Virgo and as an artist, I can be very analytical about every single thing I do, you know, and, and analytical about what's going on in the world around me. And that influences me. You know, I'm influenced by the world around me in the creative aspect of things. Um, I like to absorb things and to translate them and to transmute them into different alchemies, you know, when it comes to energy. And I think that's what music is, you know, um, recording in London. If I had recorded this project all in L.A., it would maybe have a different sound it would maybe have, have a different feeling. But because I recorded the majority of it in London. In the middle of nowhere in in Sticky Studios with Jake. And it just has a more authentic, earthy, yet still cosmic uh, vibe to it. Which is why when people ask me, what what is the genre of this album? I I call it Cosmic Soul. That's cool. You know, that's what it feels like to me.
0: What are some of the inspirations you drew from that London environment that were infused onto this album?
1: Uh, Like I said, very earthy, very grounded, um, yet still uh, expanded. In its expression. Um, raw, like, you know, I came to the studio. I remember being in the studio for like weeks, not getting a haircut and just like having a face full of hair, a beard, like being in the middle of nowhere, like wearing the same clothes for three, four days. Like, just, it was about the music, bro. Yo, your underarm's thing. I don't care. Do you hear this music? <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, you just, we were just in it. You know, it was, it was a completely different you know aspect and you know jake he's he's man he's just musically he's a musical genius but he also he lives sleeps breathes music um and the expression of it and and the rawness of it and then seeing it you know it's like having a baby and uh molding this child you know into what it is there's literally like a lot of times today's a lot of artists like they'll just get tracks from you know producers send me a track when I write over. but when you're actually surgically creating a song every sound every tempo every um, um you know uh every layer and every verse has its own you know world and and the conversations it takes to get to how you know we'll take it from tempo 110 to tempo 98 no let's try 117 on i believe you know why 117 oh because it's the temple of the sun you know what i mean and what it feels like it's like those conversations that create the magic and it's man it's 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 a really uh beautiful process
0: i love how you're giving so much love to jake gosling a producer Um, he he influenced
1: a lot of the 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 vibe so yeah, yeah
0: i i think um this generation of artists they're big into giving um love to the songwriters and the producers more so than in past generations i feel like they're giving credit as always it was always a little more um secretive of hey were their co-writers on this song but i think now people know music is all about collaboration and you see that with spotify adding songwriters to the credits um you see that with um them launching an award show just for songwriters and producers absolutely and it's really cool to see
1: it's important it's important yeah I, mean, I think engineers should get way more credit too you know engineers like uh shout out to jackson the uh who engineered the project like the the late nights the it's kind of like engineers are like the you know uh they're they're like the um the composers, you know they gotta keep they gotta they gotta kinda keep or like what's the people in court who who write the
0: oh stenographers,
1: yeah, like they have to constantly be you know on on deck with you like with every change, every they have to understand your communication as an artist, you know how does this artist communicate? they kinda gotta think for you sometimes in terms of like. You know what you may want if you, if, you, if you're not if you don't know how to articulate it or like you know just certain things that're just as important as the writer as the producer they sit at the long hours in front of the computers or you know behind the scenes so shout out to the engineers too
0: I love that analogy engineers are snug first. <laughs> yeah
1: bro like they're the ones illustrating things
0: Awesome. so we have a lot of listeners who are looking for their own big breaks yeah um, whether that's in music or in other industries mm. Mm-hmm. Take us back to when you got your big break Mm. and all the years that led up to that, because it's not always an overnight thing.
1: Facts, facts. Um, So Baltimore, okay, Uh, growing up in the household, singing at home, um, singing at cousin's parties, singing at church. My grandmother and my mom being the driving forces, you know, my grandmother with me singing in church. My mother with me singing in the barbershop or for her friends or like she would make me sing everywhere. Um, I think she first noticed I had a gift to sing when I was about four. And um, she tells me this story. where She brought me this uh, this mic that tuned into the radio and she was sleeping. She woke up early in the morning and I was singing to like a Whitney Houston song or something. I was a kid and she noticed that I was holding a note. Obviously, I didn't know the words or anything, but I was holding the note and I was singing to, to with, uh, with Whitney, the song. And from that point on, she said she just kept, you know, feeding that thirst for music and my love for music with keeping music. My grandfather brought me a drum set when I was like five or six and I was keeping them up all night playing drums. Like, so, you know, just having that influence and that support and the nurturing side of that is what got me started. And then later on, on talent shows Singing in school My confidence came from The talent shows I would say uh, Being in front of kids Who hated me You know Singing in the, the school you go to The hardest thing to do Is to And I was like a fat kid I was chubby I was You know But I was I was charming But I was chubby A chubby charming A chubby charming child And like It was just like I think that I remember It, it was the middle school Talent show And I remember Being on stage And I was in a group we did, it like, a uh, Boyz II Men song. And I just remember, like, all the people that didn't like me at all, like, going crazy over the performance. And after I had all the friends in the world. And I was like, wow, like, like singing, yeah, like, singing actually can change your life. You know, I wasn't thinking about money or being famous. I was like, I want friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, so. Did someone you know, discover you
0: through one of those talent shows from the audience?
1: Uh, I was, yeah, the later one I did at Coppin State in Baltimore is where my first manager saw me, uh, Drew Hill was there. Mm. Um, you know, they were, like, the guest judges of the show. I didn't win the talent show, actually, but it turned into a deal later on in my life.
0: Wow, what'd you <laughs> perform?
1: Um, I'll Make Love to You by Boyz II Men.
0: All right. Boyz II Men all the way around. Yeah. I once tried out for American Idol and did a Boyz II Men track. Oh, you did? Um, water so you're a singer ride. as well? I mean... Probably put me in the bad, you, the bad reel, the, ba- <laughs> the bad American Idol reel, but I'm a shower singer, okay? Yeah, I don't like to do it in public. Hey, some people don't, <laughs> some
1: people aren't even that though, so yeah, yeah Water ones Dry is a powerful song. It's actually one of my favorite, uh, Boysterman songs, all right. sick Six, six songs.
0: Maybe I'll hear you cover it someday live somewhere.
1: <laughs> it's not a bad idea,
0: all right. I want to go back to uh, the gap between the fourth album and the fifth album, yeah, nine years there. Um what were what were you doing in and out nine of music? Years? That, Was it really nine years? Nine years, right? Just what were you doing in between there? Not not only in music but in other endeavors in your life.
1: <sighs> okay. So it, it's a, it's a mixture of self-discovery um trial and error, you know, real life family stuff, you know, a little bit of everything, you know, which all Sculptured my perception of the world, my perception of music, and I really think raw experiences are important for true artists. You have to have them. You have to have challenges. You have to have uh, experiences that become, you know, uh, you know, um, creative, you know, r- soundboards for your music or where you're going to create from. You know, um, so I'm I'm grateful for that. That time, allotted me that, and in between that time, the the digital crusade happened, you know, and all these new genres of these mixes of music, and you know, it, it, I think it made people miss R and B again. Like I feel like the R and B is making a resurgence, and this was the perfect time for a record like Dancing Shadows. Um, But I've always toured, I've always done shows, I've always been recording. I have a hard drive at home that has easily over seven hundred songs on there, easily easily
0: is it just on the hard drive because i feel like
1: well it's multiple hard drives but like yeah it's not one hard drive it's multiple but you know just yeah no it's it's a scary thing you know i've had dreams of losing hard drives i've had dreams of hard drives like doing all types of weird stuff but yeah like you know you but you don't forget about these moments like they're they're real moments that but they all like are like it's like when you are like a you know practicing jedi or something and then you like uh, you go through school you know like you never forget all of the little lessons before you become like you know a uh, skywalker you know what i'm saying it's like there's all of that mattered and i feel like that's kind of where i am i'm not saying i'm all the way skywalker yet, yeah, but i'm on my way practicing you know all
0: right so you talked about some of the challenges and the hardships yeah talk about one specific one that maybe influenced one of the songs
1: yeah so i would say having a voice you know knowing having a vision whether it be actual visual or sonic sonically and not being able to express it and have it be something that fans fans here meaning other people writing for you other people you know producing your music because of their accolades you not having a voice that's like Suffering to the soul for an artist who is trying to expand and express itself. So that experience motivated me to really make sure this project was like authentic and I expressed myself. And I tried things and made mistakes, and there's no mistakes in in music, but. You know, just trying things and and, and reaching, you know, pushing the producers, making it really uncomfortable in a room so that that energy can create something great. Like, you know what I mean? All of these different things that I wasn't able to do before because maybe the people I was in a room with had bigger names or, you know, the egos was like out of the roof or they had a, you know, 10 song deal with the label. And I was just one of the artists, you know, helping them to you know get get their next deal done you know what I'm saying? like there was and i understood all these things at ours but i couldn't do anything about it because i was locked into this deal so all of that influenced my tenacity and my drive with creating this album and being a part of it from every aspect you know
0: yeah that pressure can be super humbling yeah um, nah, it is but it can create some of the best moments in in pressure your, creates your dominance yeah it does so you've had a busy month uh appearing on wendy williams Request live the breakfast club uh what's next for you
1: man um later you know later on down the road of course touring uh in the next you know three four months um i created this project to be experienced live as well and that to me would be success you know like hearing fans singing i really want to let them digest the album you know for those who it's affecting and then be able to share that moment that nostalgic moment i see it in my i see it already just like nostalgic moment of like being on stage having that moment with my fans like I, I need that i want them to have that i want us to have that you know what i mean um so later on and then uh some more movies uh, there's another project outside of empire which i'm um currently shooting right now uh that i'm working on i can't really talk about it but it's a musical and it's it was really successful and um really potent in, in the culture. So that's really cool. Is um, it going to be
0: a musical in person or like a live Oh, no, TV a movie. Production? A movie. movie right. Yeah,
1: movie musical. musical. Um, what else? Writing a book right now as well, which I don't know exactly when it will come out, uh, but I there's a couple of different co- book concepts that I have that I want to like just express and, and flesh out. And, um, what, that, are, what are and the, the themes? The, well, one of... Okay, so one of them is called life and exchange and it's basically about my you know i just feel like life is currently we're, we're, we're constantly we're in a relationship with life and it's exchanging you know we're exchanging experiences and we respond to it a certain way and you know i'm just pr- kind of giving my perspective on uh, liberation and stability um in the culture that we live in today you know from growing up in baltimore to being in the music business to growing up christian and then getting adopted by a muslim family becoming a mystic like all of these different variables that creates the person that i am today and how it's all connected you know um i'm still writing it so i don't really have like an ending like but it's something i'm really passionate about and it's helped me a lot you know i encourage anybody even if you don't find yourself to be a writer to you know, get in front of a computer or, or a pen and pad, and just let it go. You you'd be surprised what comes out. You'd be surprised.
0: All right, Mario, you seem like a very spiritual person. How does spirituality affect your life and yeah the way you you move forward?
1: I I consider myself a mystic. You know, definitely. I think we're all at by nature spiritual because we all have spirits, so we're spiritual beings. Um, but I think that for me, I I see. There's no disconnect between, um, energy and spirit. You know, I see energy in everything and it's how we communicate. It's how we receive. It's how we, you know, put it back out there that, that matters. And, um, it's just become my way of life and, and it's always protected me and saved me from, uh, myself, from, you know, other entities and energies that are opposing, and I think that we all should be more conscious of who we are, you know, outside of the shell, you know, the physical shell that we're in and know that, you know, there's, there's, um, there's always, there's always polarity. There's always polarity. And we have to always be aware and conscious of the energies that are around us, the people that are around us, the thoughts that we're you know, receiving, what we're putting out there, how, again, how we're allowing the world around us to affect us and influence us, um, especially when you're trying to create something or manifest something for yourself. Um, Yeah. And that you're just an energetic being that is limitless, man. I mean, I can't say it like you're just, you're truly limitless. And, and if you believe that, and if you live that, and that that's your mantra, you'll be able to accomplish anything you want. Time is just a way for us to calculate our experiences. I feel like experiences are more important than time.
0: Awesome. I love that. You talked a lot about the resurgence of R&B right now. Yeah. Um, Who are some of the people contributing to that resurgence?
1: Um, I would say Miguel. I would say her. I would say Daniel Caesar. I would say um, Division. I would say... I know I'm missing a lot of people, but um yeah i guess that just to name a few um, Caesar is huge I, I, yeah. his,
0: his cover of um kanye west streetcar is I, didn't, I haven't heard that yet it's beautiful yeah. It's stunning. Right, yeah i'll check it out came out a few years ago so it might be back there in the backlog but um just a few more quick questions before we let you get back to your busy life um a lightning round um who is the person you text the
1: most Ooh, lately my publicist natalie
0: all right and what app can't you live without right now
1: um the app i can't live without right now skyview skyview what's that yeah i really like skyview man because i live in um i live in la and at night sometimes the sky is just if you go further out like past like tupang and all that the sky is just beautiful um it's basically it's you you put it on and you point it up to the sky and it shows you all of the planets, all of the constellations, everything, and it's just it's That's just cool. super yeah super dope. And there's another app called Time Passages, and I think it's one of the best like zodiac and uh, um, astrolog- astrological apps out there. Check it out if you're into that type of stuff. Definitely gonna check that out. Yeah. one
0: of our um, colleagues she reads star, uh, star signs oh nice
1: the other app is ibooks because i read a lot of books on ibooks yeah
0: cool cool and then final question what are three life rules you live by that you think our audience should should know about?
1: Mm. uh okay this is something simple but i think it's powerful um pay attention to the emotional responses we give to our experiences i think that that's really really important one um Learning to develop strong, focused, positive energy that becomes consistent and automatic once you practice enough. Two. And then the third one, there's there's a lot of stuff in here, but um, you cannot live in the shadows of someone else's accomplishments and expect to feel personally purpose-driven. I was specifically in that part talking about, you know, people who sometimes do grow up with, you know, because we hear the narrative a lot about, you know, people who don't grow up with the opportunities that other people grow up with. And I was saying that, that's true however even people who do grow up with opportunities maybe you got something handed down from a parent you still can't feel purposefully purpose-driven if you don't have your own passion for something and if you don't strive for something within yourself and i think that gives life life more meaning and it makes you much more happier you know so that's specifically what i was talking so all of those things kind of like are things that i kind of try to instilling people that come from where I come from, Baltimore, young kids, you know, family members, you know, you know, having these goals and having these visions and constantly being open to what the universe has for you and the challenges as well. <laughs> They're just as important.
0: What are you striving for right now? What's that, that goal you're trying to attain?
1: Um, Limitless thought processing, like just like being able to like go wherever I want mentally and make it tangible and you know, um, just getting rid of all the fear because it's such a strong energy and it's something that is around us all the time and kind of subconsciously beaten to our heads. Like the, the, the energy of fear and what it does to us collectively, you know, it really um, can, you know, suppress the growth. You know just collectively and i feel like once we get rid of that we're just gonna have a better world man like we're just gonna be fucking unstoppable you know and we're gonna constantly be creating on, on higher levels that continue to introduce us to more of our power
0: i love that i think that's a great way to end mario thanks thank so much you, for man. joining it's been great it's 137 been great. p.m live from the 137 baby everyone go listen to dancing shadows thank you now This is 1.37 p.m. If you want to own the future, start this minute. Live from the Bar Cart is a Gallery Media production.